0: My name is Donald Griffin, and this poem is called Jury Appears. She told me death was promised, but life was for the living, molesting my thoughts with important lies, massaging my temples, landlord intended laws over my natural expiration date, meditation needed in matters of mind, body, and soul, petitioning courts for internal possessions of neglected goals, verdicts in found guilty on grounds of having no ambition and no long-term goals.
1: That was Jury of Peers by our resident Our Town Reno podcast street poet, Donald Griffin. We now go with him into the Reno Matrix for his second poem of this R Town Reno podcast episode.
0: My name is Donald Griffin, and this story is called The Reno Matrix of how I once felt about a lady I lost in love. Based upon transformation, what a caterpillar see as the end of life, we call it a butterfly. One man's reality in a world of mystery, solving a death with the belief it never occurred. Unfolding the truth of corrupt courts, legal organized human trafficking and self-worth, I entered the fourth dimension through an exit I'd never known to exist. I would give you the chapter's keys to find your dream way back to your own dimension of thoughts. Genesis 1. Even death has a date with faith. The change of environment doesn't disconnect the beast from man, nor subtract the thought of who taught us the language of speech. Angels serenaded the mood before the fruits of thoughts were once feasted upon in the atmosphere of the Garden of Eden. They were drenched in mental poisoning overdosing and anxiety from the whereabouts of nothing. I'm pregnant, Donald G. Those words echoed off the birth scripture resonating with my children's blessings and promises. Tasting James' past tears from my son's prayers, filling the nails, and breaking the promises of never going back to jail to Layla. My mother's crown of words seeped into mine. You have forsaken your son's visit-visitation visit. Visitation, visit. He hasn't seen you in a million days. The seeds of resurrection was planted that day, sprouting a tree of 50 counts of conflict of interest. The CPS judge that once represented me in a criminal case and the examiner office losing jurisdiction over her body. In the beginning, Eve passed through the rear bone of knowledge, dressing my mental state nakedness with garments, now knowing the difference and similarities in politics and religion. You would have thought she was a professional in tying bows. For the way she tied the tourniquet around my arm, applying pressure to the wound from the injection, keeping my hide from escaping my veins. I fell in love without noticing the loss of gravity. How dare I cheat with sobriety? Melanie moved out with the eviction papers for James and Layla. I provided a children's daycare storage in my mind. I ceased making memory payments and withdrew my last dollar from my memory bank. Yvette meshed my drive for the streets. Fearless, fear of heights, and getting high. I named her Eve, abbreviating her name, considering her to be the First Lady, the one that birthed eyesight to the blind. October 7, 2014, the place based on a true story, time, 6,507.007 hours ago. It wouldn't be the last time I saw her alive after she died for the second time, a glass of water, one 30 minute lunch break and a work week, a full time of getting high on crystal meth and malt liquor. I was taking one of my yearly vacations to jail, all expenses paid for. Now there's three stories to a, a two-sided game. The one I want you to believe, the truth, and the verdict of judgment. Your mind will convert the exhibits and proof into a mental reenactment. Death is unable to rest while being hunted by the living. Suffocating from breathing, choking on her words while trying to digest an understanding of life. It's the second time my attorney shared the news Eve has died on two different occasions. This time I'm locked in a jail cell facing the news with a sober mind that I can't break free from. I cried in the shower, in front of my cellmate while he pretended to be asleep, and down the long hallway to talk to the doctor in the psychiatric ward. Somewhere between March and April 2013, on the day you picked, she walked into my life the same way she smelt, a mixture and complexion of milk and honey, living a life like her eye contacts. Needles, pipes, alcohol, invisible music, we were the unplugged TV show. Life lived in 3D virtual reality. What was once fun and recreational somehow landed us on an island called moderation. I was nine pounds and two ounces as a grown man with the proud mother of addiction who gave birth to an addict. By this time in my life, Melanie was holding on to a dream i once given her. My son James had developed the mindset he created for me as I write this book. Silent and a broken heart had formed from whatever I'd done. It's hard to make an amends when the hurt doesn't share their pain. He's only doing to me what I'd done to him, waiting for the right time. Layla, my daughter, reminds me of my sister, Sheena, who sees no evil, hears no evil, nor speaks any evil of me. In their eyes, I can do no harm. Eve had replaced my visine with her teardrops and entered through the windows of my soul. Imagine the reaction of a blind man's reflection. That's the story I once told.
1: Thank you for listening to this Rtown Reno podcast episode. Here we have stories about gentrification, life on the streets, the affordable housing crisis. Find us on Facebook at Rtown Reno, at OurTownReno.com, and on Instagram at BiggestLittleStreets. Check back in for next week's episode or delve into our archives and remember, help each other out.